Hello, we are live again for Bible study here at the church, and tonight we are going to be in Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Yes. Fantastic. We actually got through Acts chapter 7 last week. Ooh, wow. And I've got to tell you, it, awesome. was, it was different doing it on my own. I know it's just, I've done it on my own before. But this Acts chapter seven is so much like a um, a narrative, yeah, and historical, and so I treated it like a narrative last week, and and kind of added some commentary as you know oh, this is what yeah. was going, on. and isn't it ironic that Moses thought he wasn't going to lead the people out, and God let him out with him anyway, and, you know things like that. Yeah, so yeah. it was a lot of fun, but I am Great. glad you are back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad, I'm glad you are back. Yes. And speaking of which, let's go ahead and tell everybody right now that on uh, April 7th, which will be next week, yes. I believe we will be here. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And then on April 14th, we will both be somewhere else. Exactly. So we will not have Bible study on April 14th. Okay. But then we'll come back on the 21st. Will you be here on the 21st? I'm hoping to be. You're hoping to be here. I'll be here on the 21st. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping to be back on the 21st. And uh, if not, I'll just do it myself. But um, more than capable. <laughs> so we'll just continue when one of us can be here. Yes. We'll just continue. If both of us can't be here, we'll just skip that week. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, we'll so, just continue through the Book of Acts. Yeah. So we'll be here um, next week on the seventh. Yeah. We'll not be here on the fourteenth. Yes. And then one or both of us will be here on the 21st. Right. Perfect. All right. Very good. So if you have any prayer requests, uh, go ahead and uh, send those in. We are watching on Facebook. Uh, we have sound on Facebook, so we're good there. Uh, we got a nice backdrop behind us tonight. This won't be here next week. but uh, I know. Unless, I know. We, unless you buy the flowers. Maybe. Can you do that? I can. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks beautiful, doesn't it? But it smells even better. Oh. Well, I've already been coughing and sneezing a little bit, so we'll see if I can make it through. Oh. Is that why I'm sneezing? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I... <clears throat> so if I get up and walk away, that's why. It's because of the flowers. But I'll try to get through it. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. All right. So um, just a kind of a quick recap of last week, we talked about Stephen. Mm -hmm. And at the end of Chapter 6... Um, we see that he was accused of spreading the gospel, essentially. I know. And they tried to tell him to stop. And, and he, right. speaking to the Sanhedrin, um, he's trying to tell them why he's doing this and how everything in their history was all about this particular time. How from Abraham all the way up through David and through the entire at what we now know of as the Old Testament, what he referred to as the scriptures, all pointed to this man named Jesus being the Messiah. Hmm. And in the end, the Sanhedrin just did not like that. Um, he said, you know, you have received the law that was put into effect through the angels, but have not obeyed it. And that was the final straw for them, and they stoned him to death. Wow. And he looked up in heaven and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God and he being stoned to death and he still says forgive them that's pretty amazing that, that's is. that's the true love of the Lord and what Jesus taught us to do yeah and he he went to that his is, grave it's very very powerful 
But in the end, we read about a man named Saul was there giving approval to his death. I guess that's actually the first part of chapter 8, but um, we're going to take like a little interlude okay. between um, this man that we hear about named Saul. You know, they're throwing their clothes at, or throwing their coats at the mm-hmm. feet of Saul. And when we get to chapter 9, we'll really get into who Saul is. And we know him as a different name now. But um, chapter 8 is kind of, like I said, a little interlude. And we get to talk about various different people in here. Hmm. So let's uh, let's see how far we can get tonight. That sounds great. All right. Sounds great, Phil. You want to start us off by reading? Sure. <clears throat> Acts chapter 8. And Saul was there giving approval to his death, being Stephen. On the day a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. And all scattered except the apostles. Oh, and all except the apostles were scattered. Shows you where my eyes go. <laughs> all scatter, uh, All except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a, to a city in Samaria and proclaimed Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs that he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Hmm. I bet there was great joy. I mean, I know. You know, it, that's... Just in those those um, eight verses, such a mouthful. So much happened. Um, yes. It that in itself is is a an episode of a TV show. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like you see everything that happens. You know, it's just from from Saul approving death and persecution breaking out, people being scattered. But at the same time, um, you know, even in their scattering, they looked at it as an opportunity to continue mm-hmm. to spread the word and to teach and to to share yeah. the gospel. You know. To be willing to die for a cause, you have to really believe in it. And this wasn't, and we talked about this in a previous chapter, and I don't remember exactly where it was, but um, I think it was chapter five, maybe, or when uh, the man named Gamiel stood up Mm -hmm. and said, you know, we had this revolt and it was shut down. We had this uprising and and it was shut down when we killed the person but these guys aren't giving up so we're either fighting against god or right. or it will fall apart and it's still going yeah because it's it's god it's mm-hmm. the god is behind us the holy spirit is moving through these apostles and pushing them and they want to continue to spread the gospel because they know that it's the truth right I, and people are knowing it and learning it aren't they the holy spirit just falling on everybody i know it, it's amazing one of the things in, in verse one that really caught my attention mm-hmm. is and, and, and here we are in in holy week and um the the night that jesus was betrayed the disciples scattered scattered yeah they did right right i'm gonna i'm gonna read a little bit in verse one so okay. you know where i'm going i do <clears throat> so and this was the part that i i was didn't have my my tongue <laughs> that's okay going correctly um but it is in in verse one it says and all except 
the apostles were scattered. Mm -hmm. So here's here's this this persecution, and it even says great persecution broke out. This same as persecution that broke out in mm -hmm. the night that, that Christ was betrayed, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So at that point, they all scattered. And now they have been through the death, burial, the burial and resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. They have been called to step out into being his followers and to, to sharing the gospel. And they have stepped forth and they have spoken with such confidence and power that here persecution breaks out and guess who doesn't go anywhere? The apostles. Exactly. And I think it's great to see how they went from being that group that was scattered at the beginning to now having mm -hmm. experienced who Jesus was and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Right, right. And all of the confidence and, and the empowerment that they have pulled from that to stand firm and to stay in the middle of the persecution where before they ran. Exactly. That's pretty amazing. That is, that is a, that's a divine turnaround right there. Yes, isn't it? It, it really is. And, that, and that's part of what I was saying, you know, with the power of the Holy Spirit had come upon them. And it's, they had the choice. They could have still ran and scattered with the rest of them. Right. Nobody was forcing them. The Holy Spirit wasn't forcing them. No. But they chose. They did. Because of what they had seen and because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And I think, you know, that we can apply that in our own lives. Absolutely. Because there are things that we go through. Um, situations that we may run, you know what I mean? We, yeah. we may run from, <clears throat> and then as, as we grow in Christ, as we grow in faith, to then when those same situations come up, we don't run. We don't, we're not looking to hide. We're, we're going to face that empowered by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and, and having the strength and the courage to stand fast, mm -hmm. to be steadfast, Mm. immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. And so when those things happen, that, that we should really just at points celebrate and be thankful for what God's done in our lives, that we can see this as a point of growth and maturity, mm. that we can, that we're willing to stand, withstand. Withstand. Yes. Yeah. Good word. Yeah, it is. Neat. Word. Neat point. Well, let's continue. Yeah. Verse 9, now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all people both high and low gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is the divine power known as the great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed, and he was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostle in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed hand, their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me, this, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you. 
because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me that so that nothing you have said may happen to me. When they had testified and proclaimed the word of the Lord, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. That's a lot there. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot there. I, there's something I want to say about it, but I'll, I'll let you go first if you have. Oh, no. Feel free. Um, well, first of all, let, let's talk a little bit about this man named Simon, who mm. he's practicing sorcery, and he's mimicking the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Much like what happened in Egypt when Moses would perform, through the work of God, he would perform some miracle and a, or a plague would happen. And in the beginning, the Pharaoh's sorcerers were trying to do magic to make things happen right. the same. Right. Okay. They couldn't match what God had done. But here, many people believed in him because of the signs and wonders that Simon was performing. Mm -hmm. That happens in our world today, too. Yeah. We refer to it as the occult. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, divination, uh, fortune telling, which I guess is divination, um, Ouija boards, um, channeling, things like yeah. that, mediums. Tarot cards. Tarot cards, whatever. There's all kinds of Wicca. There's all kinds of stuff that we can throw into that. Mm -hmm. And people get enamored, enamored with it because it's something they can't do. Right. At first. So they want to learn how to do that, and they become part of it. And the power behind it is not of God. But the thing, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but let's just say, you know, Philip comes and tells him to start spreading the gospel in Samaria here. And even Simon believes, mm -hmm. okay, but when Peter and John show up and they lay hands on them and the Holy Spirit falls upon these people and, and various things start to happen with these people, then Philip says, or Simon says, well, that's something even more. Right. Okay. That's something even more. And it's something he knows he can't do. And the reason is, and this yeah. is the point I wanted to get at, okay. the reason is what he was giving Simon was incantations or saying magic words or um, divination and, and various things that invoke the power of evil spirits and they're very limited in what they can do now obviously he's he's fooling these people and, and they're believing so they're following him but G Peter and John and Philip come in and they start preaching a relationship with the living God and that's in complete contrast to what Philip was teaching. Or, I'm sorry, what Simon was teaching. Right, what Simon okay. was teaching. Mm -hmm. Complete contrast, because Simon didn't have anything, to have a relationship with these people. He was just, he had followers, he had pride, he had power, he had prestige. God wants a relationship, and with that relationship, the power of the Holy Spirit comes. And once Peter and John started preaching this relationship and Philip started preaching this relationship mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. That's when they really saw power. So I guess what I'm saying is 
when, if you feel like you're empty and you're missing something and somebody comes to you and they say, hey, look what I can do. You know, I can say this incantation or I can, um, you know, mix these potions together or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's nothing compared to what God can provide. And God doesn't have you say specific words to get his power to come to you. All God requires is believing in his son and having a relationship with him, and then the power will come. You don't need something that's false and fake and of the occult because it's just going to leave you empty. And as Peter said, captive to sin. Peter is trying to lead him out of this. He says, you need to get rid of this, all that you've been involved in. Mm -hmm. You need to be free from this. Then God will forgive you and come upon you. So, sure, he was baptized. Simon was baptized. Mm -hmm. But when he, hopefully, we don't know, it doesn't tell, the Bible doesn't tell us. When he gets rid of his sin, and that's when he can truly find freedom. And and that's important, that if we've ever been involved in that stuff, it's not just like you quit and move on. That stuff stays with you until you take it to God and repent and renounce what you've done, it brings incredible freedom. And I'm speaking from experience here. Yeah. That's why I can say this so freely. I know. Because I was involved in some of this stuff because I was the person who, I thought, well, it's it's spiritual, so it must be, God must be okay with it. I had no idea. Right. I was misled. But right. once I heard and I understood and, and the Lord worked with me and then I was able to renounce all of those things mm-hmm. in my life, then the Holy Spirit really came upon me in a new way. And it's amazing. Wow. You get so much more from God. Yeah. But society tries to tell us not God. They try to keep God out of business. Right. Out of yeah. several different things. And God doesn't force himself in. Yeah. It, hmm. It's about a relationship with him. So, okay. There's more that we can say about this, but I'll let you go if you have. Well, yeah. I, I think more, more than anything else is just, and I appreciate everything you shared. I mean, it's great really good really great stuff and, and it really leads all of us at points to a, to a point of freedom yeah um the, some of the comparisons and i think that's what god's kind of highlighting with me here in in this passage is are the comparisons and and one of those being that philip um proclaimed christ there and the crowd saw philip um heard heard philip and saw the miraculous signs that he did mm-hmm. and so here Luke, the writer of Acts, is is taking Philip and, and the things that happened with Philip and how people were healed and, and delivered from the demonic and things like that and calls them miraculous signs. Okay? In but when we when Luke starts talking about Simon, okay, he calls it magic. Right, right. So right. you see when when God is at work and people are being delivered and healed, then it's miraculous. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah. yeah. But when we're talking about the occult, mm-hmm. then we're talking about magic. Yeah. And then it goes on to, and, and you had talked about when, when um, Peter was talking to Simon, and um, he says that you um, full of bitterness and captive to sin. Yeah. So sin then relates back to what Simon is doing. Right. 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 Also, another comparison is Philip, and verse 5, Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. The Messiah has come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Simon, in verse 9, he boasted that he was someone great. Hmm. Philip hmm. Hmm. is talking about Christ. Simon is talking about himself. So it's one of those things that, that when, when we're opening up our hearts to the freedom that Christ offers is when someone is sharing something with you, are they bringing Christ to you? Or are they talking about what they can do to help you? Oh, that's good. And and those are red flags. And this is, th- yeah. there again, talking about personal things, you're just like, so it's not right here. Something's not right. And when someone's going, well, I can do this for you, and I can do this for you, and I can help you here, and look at what I'm doing, this, 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 opposed to someone walking up and going, you know what? Christ can free you, heal you, deliver you, mm. and then watch that happen. And, you know, that's so important because there are people... Um, I believe the Bible calls them wolves in sheep clothing. Sheep's clothing mm. <laughs> is one re, one word for it. Yeah. There are people that they are coming in the name of the Lord. Right. They are proclaiming Jesus as Messiah. But then they want to tell you what they can do for you with the gifts they have. And that's not good. Yeah. It's what God is doing through them for you. Yes. It's never about us what right. we can do. It's about what God is doing through us. Exactly. In us and through us, for us. Right. For everyone. Exactly. And and when things, in uh, another comparison that I, yeah. that I see. I'm sorry. I, no, I no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. So in verse 8, when when Philip has been used by the Lord to heal people and, and deliver individuals um, from evil mm-hmm. spirits and, and, and such, verse 8 says, and there was great joy in the city. Mm-hmm. When we look at Simon and what he's done there, verse 11 said, they followed him because he had amazed them. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at what this guy can do. So when God gets involved and, and people are truly freed, they are delivered, they are healed, then what happens is an outpouring of a characteristic of God. His, yes, right? exactly. A fruit exactly. of his spirit exactly. is what erupts, joy. Right. When it's not of God, then there is an amazement about the person. Mm-hmm. Wow, look what he did. And it's this huge difference. At points, the enemy can make it look very subtle, but it isn't. It's so different from a group of people that is full of joy versus people who are enamored with a person. Mm-hmm. And you see those differences, and, and those are red flags for us as believers to go, wow, you know what? I'm seeing God at work here. That's what I want to be a part of. I'm seeing his love. I'm seeing his grace. You know, and just go through what, what are God's characteristics? You know, I, I see his patience. I see his joy. I see his kindness. I see his goodness. That's where I need to plug in. Mm-hmm. I don't need to follow this man around and sing his mm-hmm. praises right. on this side. So it's not about that person. It's not about that man. So just in some comparisons of though the the enemy and and Satan can replicate some of the things that God does, mm-hmm. all he's doing is being a total counterfeit to the truth of who God is. Absolutely. And it's it's up to us in knowing God that we can in knowing in knowing God and his character that we can discern between the truth of who God is and the counterfeit and the fake of what the devil's trying to 
pull us away from knowing the truth. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing about what you said, though, and, and I, first of all, I totally agree with you. But what people see when they are not walking by faith is they say, well, I can see results with this person. Right. Okay. You're asking me to have results from someone I can't see. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, what, what do you say in that situation to that person? What I would say is experience God. Let God give you the experience. That's the only way you're going to believe. I mean, that's not the only way, but that's the way a lot of people believe. If God will give me the experience, okay, then ask God to give you the experience. Mm -hmm. And he will. Yeah. If you're open, he will yes. give you the faith and then build the faith. In yes, you. exactly. That's exactly right. But if you want to stay with the weak, not even power, things that come from man, you're not going to experience God. It's your choice. Well, too, it's, it's, and, and too, what happens often is, is in trusting in, in this situation um, here, the people would have to continue to go back to Simon. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and where Philip is concerned, people are turning their hearts toward God. Right. Who is everywhere. All in all. All in all, right. All in all, right, right. Exactly. And, you know, I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if you do, or I don't mean to put you on the spot, but why was it that the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them? They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Peter and John placed hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. Can you explain why that is? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't either. That's why I was hoping you know. But, but if anybody else, I mean, anybody that's listening or watching yeah. that, that can go ahead and, and share that, that, then that's, that would be wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. I've always wondered. I, I can't say I've always wondered. That thought's crossed my mind a few times. Yeah, mine too. Um, That's and, why and I asked honestly, you. Honestly, <laughs> I can remember thinking through this, and, and, and I think I have an answer, but I just can't. Yeah. I can't bring it to the forefront right now. The yeah. Rolodex is a little old. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I asked you, so you didn't ask me first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> right? But it's a great okay. question. But you know what? what? It's even like one of the questions that, you know, to, to really for us to understand and get a, a grasp of this week. And be able to start next That's week. That's what with. I was just going to say. Yeah, I let's know. come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And it says, how could baptized believers not have the Holy Spirit? Uh, it says the Samaritans were apparently baptized with little or no mention of the Holy Spirit. Some think this shows that life-changing encounters with the Holy Spirit can occur even after initial faith in Jesus. Others believe okay. this merely shows the link between the Spirit and baptism. For the Spirit was given soon after baptism when Peter and John arrived and prayed over the Samaritan. Hmm. Okay. They're saying it can happen after baptism. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, that's good. I, I want to still, I want to pray about it, see what God yeah, says this yeah. week. See where he leads me. And you. I'm, I'm not saying that's not wrong, right, but yeah, yeah, that, that's no, good. That's but great. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. I feel like there's more to it, though. Mm -hmm. Okay, here, we got somebody. This speaks to me as seeing people follow religion or religious leaders without receiving Jesus into their hearts. That's that's good. They are just go through the motions. God needs them to open up to a relationship. They need to accept Jesus sitting in a pew doesn't make you a Christian. A person can sit in their garage all day and never become a car. <laughs> I like that. That's right. Great, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. That, that was really good. That That's true. And, you know, 
the Bible doesn't, isn't real clear about what they believed when Philip came. And one thing to keep in mind, this is Samaria. And that, they didn't have the exposure to, um, I hate to use the term, the word religion, but for lack of a better term, that they did in Jerusalem. So they may not have been, as Lisa said, and as uh, Shelley's saying here, they may not have been ready for that relationship, but perhaps what Peter and John did help them further establish the experience with God, mm -hmm. like I was talking about. Yeah. So, you know, there could be more to it like that, too. Yeah, and, and I think you know, that some of what we're discussing speaks toward Simon also. I mean, you know, he, was belie he believed and was baptized. Yeah. Well, you know, he believed what was happening because he knew he wasn't doing it. So he had, he was watching it. So he had to believe that it was happening. But at the same time, he's like, you know, wow, I believe. I see, I believe it so much, I'll pay you for it. Right, right. Right. I want to buy well, this. Exactly. But, but that's his line of thinking. Right, right. You know, so his even his, his mindset hadn't shifted at that point. But he's like, yeah, I believe it, but I'll pay you for it. And then right. he gets quite the rebuke. Yeah. Because his heart is not in the right place. Right. And that, right. that speaks a little bit to what Shelley was talking about, too. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up, Shelley, because that's kind of the way I was in my early uh, time with the Lord. I believed I had said the prayer. Hmm. I had, you know, I believed if I would have died when I was 12 years old, I'd have gone to heaven. Okay. But I didn't really start walking with the Lord until I was about 24. Yeah. And even then I had very little knowledge, but when I actually took the time and I said to God, I want to get to know you more. I want to be more. I want you to work in me. Whoo, look out. <laughs> That's when things really took off. Yeah, and he, and he did. He, and he, he kept his promise. I, t I tell you, at points, you know, Phil, my story is the same way. I mean, yeah. you know, I accepted Christ when I was eight years old. Believed I was going to go to heaven, but I mean, it was the the summer of two thousand four. Then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it was just like, man, I got stopped in my tracks and felt like God put His finger in my chest and goes, "You're not who you say you are." Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, so how do you want to handle this? <laughs> you know, where do we go from here? But it, that, that goes, the, and, but that speaks to that, the point of, look, you know, we can put ourselves on pedestals. We can be religious and, and those type of things. Yeah. You know, and God's like, look, yeah. you can either step off or I'm going to backhand you off. You take your pick. And it's like, okay, so in that submission, then all of a sudden it's just like you just, the, the spirit is just like, whoa. I mean, yep. man, he yeah. is. And it, yeah, absolutely. And it is and on. That further goes to what we're reading about and talking about in that it's not about man, including our own selves. Right. It's all about God working in us. And, 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 yes. And the submission and surrender, the humility to just let him be right. and move. Yeah, like Shelly said, you don't go sit in a pew and become a Christian. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No. You, you, you must surrender to the Lord. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Let's move on now. What do you think? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. Where are we going? 26? Yes. <clears throat> now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at points I wish it was that easy. <laughs> am, I, uh, yes. am, am I the only one? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, anytime, Lord, just, send an angel. Just, yeah. tell me, just tell me where to go. I'm sure I've seen many. None that I know that were, they were truly angels, though. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Go south to the road and the desert road, the desert road, that goes down to Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. 
and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. Mm. He was led like a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before the shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is this prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Aztus. <laughs> Should have said it more confidently. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Okay. Um, first of all, can you tell me what Acts 8.37 says? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a trick. It's one of those verses that is missing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, Bill? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't you give us a little I commentary on that? I, I already yeah, did. I did. <laughs> well, I actually I did something on this uh, on Tuesday. Um, I'll give you the link to it. But basically, the long and short of it is, when we found new scrolls that were written prior to when the first English Bible was written, I'm sorry, they were found after the first English Bible was written. They showed that some of these verses may have been added and weren't in the original or more or the older transcripts. So when they created newer. Um, English versions of the Bible, they left those out but put a little footnote in saying why it was left out. But they used the verse and chapter and verse methodology that the first English Bible that was created, the King James in 1611, they're the ones who started with the chapter verse thing. So to keep consistent with that, they just eliminated that verse okay. but put a note as to why it was limiting. But I, I did a like a 10-minute thing on it on Facebook and I'll, I'll send you the link to it. Thank you. Okay. Um, so anyway, Philip and the Ethiopian, and this, this just love, love, love the yeah. fact that Isaiah 53 is in here. Because this is one chapter that the Jews believe Isaiah didn't really say. Yeah. And here it is in the New Testament, an Ethiopian reading it, and he says, reading from the prophet Isaiah. Yeah, I know. You know, it just, I love how God worked that in there. It, that just is awesome. It is just confirming. 
It is. It's very you know, confirming. It really is. Um, so anyway, this person was a very prominent person because he's um, says he was something with the queen. Of, in charge of the treasury. In charge of the treasury. That's right. what it was. Um, for the treasury of Candace, queen of Ethiopians. So he's a very prominent person. He's going to Jerusalem to worship, mm -hmm. which is huge, too. It is. Because he's not Jew. Right. And yet he's still going to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home, in a chariot, now, most people didn't have chariots unless they were very prominent back then. <laughs> um, this is another part I want to point out. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. But in verse 26... An angel of the Lord said to Philip, go to the road, south to the road. Now, I understand the concept of the spirit talking yeah. to me. Still waiting to see the angel appear before me. I know, you know? Right? We all are. <laughs> so, um, just wanted to point out that contrast there in how Philip is being communicated mm -hmm. to. But I like also how he says, unless someone explains it to me. How, you know what you're reading. How can I unless someone explains it to me? There's a big controversy sometimes that, you know, I don't need to learn from a pastor. I don't need to learn from a church. I don't need to learn because God will teach me. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for that. God teaches me all yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. But he teaches through pastors and churches and even the ones that aren't necessarily correct. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? God can still teach through. He can teach through anybody. Yeah, if he, he can speak through a donkey, come on, he can. I'm sorry, Abby, this plane's flying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really, it, it really, he can. And 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 too, I mean, you know, there was um, someone told me a long time ago. Um, a professor was talking about as um, there were questions that had come up about, man, what if I miss God's will? What if I, you know, what if I don't do this? What if I, you know, can how how can God use me? That kind of stuff. And he and the the professor said, you know. The Lord's hit hit many a, a straight licks with crooked sticks. <laughs> That's good. And I thought, That's you know, good. I, I can apply that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's and it really is. It's 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 to just to know that this that God is the one. Right. Right. You know, and yeah. That's the thing. It's, and, it and is share. God doing it. Even the people that aren't necessarily allowing God to work in them. God can still work through them. Yes. I mean, he put a hook in the mouth of the Assyrians and brought them over to Jerusalem. Right. You know, he was very clear That's about right. that to Habakkuk. So he can teach through anyone. But I, I, I like how the eunuch says, unless someone teaches. Right. And that, that's Bible study. It really is. You know, and that's so important. And, it you know, is. I've heard so many stories. People say, oh, what's well, a big book? I don't understand what I'm reading. The first time I read this, I didn't understand it either. And you know what? There's days I read this and I don't understand it either. But I still do. And the more I do, the more I understand. Because God's teaching. Right. So that that excuse doesn't hold water is what I'm saying. <laughs> it is. I, I, I like I love this whole story. It's um you know, I it, kind of um at the end, and there again I'm, I'm this is just a point that came up to me, um, is that so this whole interaction happens between the eunuch and Philip, and and he learns and understands, and then they, obviously the, the eunuch gets to the point of understanding, even understanding baptism, right? And going, right. so hey, well, there's some water right there, you know, and, and exactly, you know, and and today it's like you know, 
well, you know, we only baptize on the only <laughs> on the first Sunday, first of Sunday, the, even of, months, <laughs> of, right? You know, and and we only do this, and 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 we have to have the 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 right water temperature, yeah. and we have to, you know, that kind of stuff. Man, this right. dude is so excited. He's like, man. There is water. We don't even know what it might have been a puddle. <laughs> you know, right? That's what I was gonna say. We don't even know what kind of water it was. I mean, you know, it might have been a mirage. Exactly. He's just like, man. I just, you know, just can we do it here? Can we do it now? And and obviously, you know, that that happens. But when he came there again, you know, when they come up out of the water, the spirit of God takes Philip away. Yeah. The eunuch didn't see anymore, but the eunuch just goes on. Rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. Rejoicing. And there again, when God moves and does something, rejoicing, joy, that that is the result of that. When 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 God moves, that's the result. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And you know, we see the same in, in the gospels. You know, Jesus heals people and they get up and they rejoice and they run through the streets and they praise the Lord, you know, that kind of stuff. They're not calling out anybody's name, they're not going, you know, talking about any one person. But they're rejoicing right. in, in who God is and what God has done. Even though Philip shows up, mm-hmm. gives an explanation, baptizes the guy, and then poof, gone, he didn't <laughs> he go. Wow, Philip is amazing. <laughs> Philip, did you say Philip was he right. baptized me? You know, it was about man. I'm just rejoicing because he was already in the mindset, in the heart. God had yep. already been drawing yep. him yep. to worship, right? right? Right. So God already has this in motion, and He brings it to a completion. And, and the unit goes away rejoicing. And you know what that tells me? When you focus on God and not on the circumstances, joy yeah. comes out. How many times do we focus on, I got this health problem or I got this financial problem? You focus on the circumstance and you're going to think about the circumstance. Right. If you focus on the God who can take care of that circumstance, you won't even think about the circumstance. That's right. Joy comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it's great. A couple of weeks ago when I couldn't get the computer running, and then when I did get it running, it shut off. Right. Remember I said, there's yeah. nothing's going to steal my joy because we were doing Bible study. Yeah. We were letting God work in us. Yeah. And I wasn't going to let those circumstances bring me down. Now, I can't say I do that every time. But like the rest of us, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm growing. We all are learning. We all are. We right. all, we're all journeying together, yeah. watching God work in our lives and one another's lives. And it always goes back to God. It does. Just like what you said, you know, he didn't reach, he didn't say, oh, look, where's Philip? He said, rejoice because I now understand what this prophet Isaiah is talking yes. about. That's the joy. That is. I mean, look, he died for us. That's and the joy. It is. Love it. Happy Easter, everyone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> absolutely. That's the end of verse, um, chapter 8. All right. Well, we are, we're at that time where we usually quit. So Fantastic. let's uh, stop there because I want to, okay. let's get into chapter 9 next week. Oh, yeah. You know, this is a, this is a good one. It is. So much we could say. Uh, yeah. Is. Anybody want to stick with us for three or four hours next week? <laughs> Just kidding. We won't. That's right. We won't do that to you. But yes, with chapter nine, we're not going to get done in one week. I don't think. No, probably not. I don't think so either. But so much to say. Um, does anybody give us any prayer requests? Um, I do not see any prayer requests. Okay. Sounds great. All righty. Well, 
Let's go ahead and we'll close up in prayer and look forward to being here again next week. Yes. Right? Hope. Yeah, just a reminder in case anybody came on late, uh, we'll be here next mm -hmm. week. We will not be here on the 14th. Uh, Ian and I will both be away on the 14th, but we will, one of us at least, if not both of us, will be back on the 21st. Right. Right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. You want to close this out, Phil? Sh sure. Great. Heavenly Father, what great joy it does give us, Lord, to know you, to behold you, to be in your presence. Father, we don't have to be experts. We don't have to know everything. We don't have to understand everything we read. But one thing we do know, Lord, is that you are always working in us and through us and for us. And Lord, we just pray that you help all of us who are hearing this prayer right now to understand this and to change our lives so that we can focus more on you and less on our circumstances so that we can focus more on what you're doing in us and not on what is coming against us. So we can focus on you, Lord, and see that it's all about you, all about your son, Jesus, and help us to shift our mindset to, to you so we can continue to grow. Thank you for guiding and leading us tonight through your word. Thank you for the teachings you've provided to us. That, and thank you for all who joined us, both in person and on Facebook. We pray a special blessing upon every person who watches this broadcast Amen. or live show. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless them and teach them with all that has been spoken here tonight. And pray that you touch their lives, that they can grow in relationship with you. Yes. So keep us safe as we travel home. Bring us back again next week. And thank you for all that you do, Lord. And may we all be safe and happy and, and be able to come and worship somewhere, wherever we are, mm. this coming Sunday to celebrate the resurrection of your son that changed the world forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hope you all have a great night and look forward to seeing you next week. Amen. We'll see you.